Hello. Welcome to Dish Knows Nothing. I'm Michael Dishno. Sometimes we'll talk about stuff, and other days we'll talk about things. Some days we're just going to talk about what's on my mind. This is a warning. Thank you for listening. Hello, hello. Welcome, everybody, to this episode of Dish Knows Nothing. I think it's the sixth. I uh, kind of lost count. Um, last time I had Ethan Ignalfo with me. It was a great time. It was my first guest for season two. Tons of fun. If you didn't listen, I would actually recommend listening in a real sense because I had a lot of fun. And my guest episodes are just really cool instances where I get to meet people or not even meet people, but like really get to know people. Um, I know all of them before they get here, but, uh, the level that I get to know them is so cool. So I would recommend going to check it out. It's a ton of fun. Um, you can even watch it on YouTube as you guys know, because it's available and you can see our faces and you can look at Ethan's toes cause they will be there. Um, mine weren't, I was wearing socks. Sorry about that, but maybe in another one, but here we are, here we are in this episode jumping in. I don't have too much to go over other than regular PSAs you maybe see on Instagram of, um, I took out the last episode from being a subscriber only because I took some feedback from everyone and it wasn't like negative. It's just like, I like did a poll was seeing what everyone was thinking. And then I was like, you know what? Nah. So it was free. It's all free. If you still want to subscribe, that is available, but I'm, I don't want to make it like a thing. So, you know, if you feel like you want to, it's there helps me out. And uh, potentially even for other branches of podcasts being encouraged and supported. So they will be there in the future, actually working on another one potentially, not for like just myself, but kind of having one that is centered around something else. I won't say it yet because I'm not sure if it's actually going to happen and it might be a while. So there, there may be things in the works. Give me feedback. Give me ideas. I love to see it. And that's what I forgot. I did not pick a song of the day. I'm sitting here prepping and I was like, oh yeah, all the things I totally forgot. So here we are. We will pick one and I will have to look through my music so quick. And oh yeah, that's a good one. Okay. So actually I usually do sponsors first. So let me do that. Um, my sponsors actually, okay. So I mentioned last time that this was a sponsor previously. This is now another sponsor because, um, I don't know what I'm saying. Sorry. I'm gonna take a deep breath. I encourage you to as well. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I was trying to type in the song of the day and I was getting really, really distracted and I was not typing in the song of the day because that's how my brain is working right now. It's been a weird day. It's been a weird week, but it, we're good. Um, I can talk about so many things, but I will keep it succinct. And my sponsors, they are returning sponsors and hopefully continue sponsors. I do have to kind of double check with one, but I imagine that they will be cool with it. Um, the first sponsor returning Kasia Randall jewelry. Um, I'm so stoked that the sponsorship is back and live. We're up and running folks. Go check her out. Um, I will post about it, including a discount code because She's a real sponsor. So there it is. I'm have a discount code for you. It might be right here. I'm not going to video edit this much, but who knows? It might say it. 
if you're watching. If you're listening, I'll post about it because I don't know what it is right now. The second one, um, a honey hive, which is my friend Kalea Reinholdt. Um, she is a fantastic and my favorite tattoo artist. Um, I have some tattoos for those of you who know me. And she has done the overwhelming majority of them. So she's a fantastic artist. I will constantly go back to her. I recommend going to her highly um, as she's getting more into doing tattoos uh, more often now than she was. So I'm super stoked and I have gotten quite a few pieces in the last year or so from her. So I'm super stoked and she's very talented. I love her style. So go check her out. I'll post about her too. And lastly, I will never give up. Stance, please sponsor this podcast. One pair of socks a month. Just send them my way. Let's do it. Let's make it happen. I would be so stoked. So other than that, though, sponsors, we love you guys. The song of the day. It is going to be Talk It Up by Sammy Ray and the Friends. Great song. Been listening to a lot lately. Very catchy. Um, very fun to sing. Very fun to just, you know, do its thing. So check it out. It's a good vibe for this week. I hope you guys give it a listen and it helps you make it through as much as it does I do. It does for me. Um, folks topics we're, we're diving in these solo ones are kind of like because i can really start just like diving into thoughts and hopefully make them more succinct and make them again more manageable to listen to on a weekly basis um for those of you who maybe have been following um i hope that this has been enjoyable if you guys are caught up that's super rad if you're not that's also rad because i am not ever caught up on like the podcast or two that i listen to so you know at your own pace they will be made uh, they will be made available on a weekly basis still as I'm trying to just go through it. But uh, folks, check them out. Um, let me know what you think. I actually really do. Uh, I really would appreciate some feedback about like the flow and whether or not you're caught up. Um, I don't I don't know if I'll change like too much because I'm kind of running with it this season of how I'm already doing it. But I'd like to know for those of you guys that are listening how you guys feel about how often they're coming out, what you guys think of the content. I know that the content is very up and down in a sense that like I'll do really silly things that are like five minute talks and then I'll do other ones that are like me and Ethan talked about three things over the course of three hours last time. So I know that there's a ton. I think I'll, I'll follow that uh, structure of having a guest where like if I have a guest and we talk for more than two hours, I'll split it up, but I'll still make the content made available within two weeks, maybe like a Friday episode like I did. Um, I still plan to do some subscriber only ones for my mom because she's my only subscriber which i'll point out if you guys subscribe kindly let me know again through anchor.fm uh with the link in the bio or something um if you do subscribe let me know because i don't know if i have a list of people who subscribe so i have no clue who does but i can see like the number and my mom is the only person who let me know unless someone else subscribed and my mom stopped subscribing but i kind of highly doubt that so let me know guys this is for you it's fun for me. And so it's not like anything off my chest in a sense. Like I love to do it. So I have a lot of fun with it for you guys, but this is to get to know each other and grow a weird group of people. Who knows? Let's see today. So I was actually going to practice syllables, but who knows? I might just practice syllables throughout this whole thing because it's applicable to anything we say. And, um, you know, syllables, there it is. Hopefully that wasn't too loud. But uh, I'm going to dive into this first topic. Can dogs see screens? If you have a dog, 
or two like I do, your dog might watch screens or they might not. And I feel like it's it's kind of an a weird like either or up until recently for me where like I just thought dogs either did or they didn't. Because my dog um, growing up who we've had for about like 13 years, my parents' dog, he lives with them now. Um, King Louie is a great dog. I might show a picture or something somewhere on the internet. He's a great dog and he totally watches TV. He can tell anim- like when it's an animal, like very clearly, of course, like the sounds help, but he's going deaf, but he can still do it. Um, and like, he just knows, he knows what's up. And so like, he will watch TV his most particular thing that like he'll always pick up on and like get super aggro and like growl and like do his thing. Um, our horses, if he hears horses or sees horses, like he can, he can tell an animated horse from a real one. And like, like, well, I guess no, no, no. He can still pick up an animated horse as a horse. Like he looks at it and he's like, that's a horse and he'll get all aggro. I don't really know what the deal is and how that works. But, um, my dog Bentley who I currently have, he's about three years old, almost three in uh, April. He only can see, or at least acknowledges that he can see the TV when it's paused. I don't really know why, but uh, dogs be dogs. And so I don't know. He doesn't, he doesn't at all acknowledge it, even if he can see it when it's playing something. But when we pause it, he'll just like stare at it and he'll usually get upset at whoever's on there. It's the weirdest thing. But if I look up some stuff right here from the wildest.com, just the first thing that popped up, and since they paid the most on Google, we talk about them. Um, Dogs process television and screens differently than humans do, but it turns out they often recognize what they are seeing and hearing. Some dogs couldn't be bothered to watch TV, but in other cases, pet parents report that their dogs are enthralled by screens. I'm going to point out, Bentley can't see my phone screen. Like he looks right through it. Like he will look around it. He's like, what are you shoving in my face? Like I shove anything else in his face. Like it's the same exact thing. And it's the weirdest thing how he's always like only picking up the screen on the pause TV. But even if my phone's like a stagnant screen, he won't like acknowledge it at all. So I don't know. Let's, let's dive in. Pet MD. Let's see what you have to say. Dogs absolutely can see screens and many seem to enjoy it. There are a number of features about television shows that dogs find attractive. Some of those are visual, such as motion, while others relate to the sound coming from the TV. Dog eyes are different from human eyes. This is this is where it gets good. I'm talking about eyes. So they see things on TV differently. Their vision isn't as sharp, being closer to 2075 than 2020. Ooh, that's really bad, I think. Which may explain why they prefer to sit close to the TV closer to the TV than we do. It helps keep the images sharp. They also have different color perception because they have only two types of color processing cells in their retinas. We have three. They can only see blue, green, and yellow. So a dog running on grass with a blue sky behind them playing with a yellow Frisbee may be very interesting. While a dog sitting next to a red and white picnic table with a red toy would be very dull. Okay. Ooh, ooh. This is good. Um, oh, that's funny. That that will segue right into my next thought about this. Okay, so dogs also have more rods in their eyes than people. Rods are the cells that increase night vision. This means that dogs see very well in the dark and very sensitive to motion. Dogs will also perceive the image itself differently, especially on older TVs. Humans don't notice any flickering or images, uh, flickering of images if the screen refresh rate is faster than 55 hertz. However, dogs have better motion perception. They will see flickery, flickers up to 75 hertz. Okay, okay. 20 more hertz. 
So if we are watching on an average TV show at 60 hertz, it will look smooth to us, but the image will appear to flicker for dogs. Fortunately, newer TVs are refreshed at a higher rate, and laptops and desktops have higher refresh rates, so they do not... Uh, so not only do we enjoy a better picture, but so do our pups. <laughs> okay, so do dogs know that TV isn't real? <laughs> that's that's like a question for people too, I feel like, um, whether or not we... That could be... I'm going to uh, just just jot that down. Do we think TV is real? And I'm going to get someone on here who watches a lot of TV. But okay. It is hard to know what dogs are thinking. when the TV, When they watch TV and seem to take it much more seriously than others that being said it does appear the dogs recognize other animals on tv um this is okay yeah that being said it does appear that dogs recognize other animals on tv will respond to the barking of dogs and readily distinguish photos of dogs from cartoon dogs okay but the whole cartoon versus dog like they still react the same but dogs also heavily rely on other senses such as smell, which clearly isn't possible on a televised image. Based on the disconnect with dogs' most important sense, smell, it's likely the dogs it's likely that dogs do recognize that the image on the screen isn't real, but instead of a representation of an animal figure. Interesting deduction there. I think I would agree with that. And I'm not gonna read this whole thing, because there's actually quite a bit more. Um, what kind of dogs, what kind of TV shows do dogs like? Should you leave the TV on for your dog? That might be a good one as a PSA. I'm gonna throw it out there. So let's see what these people think. Cause they have a pretty good petmd.com, uh, vet written plus vet reviewed information right here. Should you leave the TV on for your dog? Uh, man, every time, excuse me. Dogs watching TV has become a thing. To the point that there are now channels devoted to dogs and marketing messages that dog TV will calm and relax your dog. Is that true? The jury is out. More than likely, dogs prefer to watch TV with their owners for companionship. When they're alone, they're more likely to curl up to sleep and do their own thing. However, if your dog seems to like watching TV, you aren't likely doing any harm by leaving it on when you go out or as long as TV time doesn't interfere with playtime, outdoor time, or social time together. That's a long sentence. Just hearing the sounds of TV or even a radio might be stimulating enough to make the time pass more quickly until you come home. Keep it at a low volume and make sure your dog can move away from the TV if they choose to. For example, if they're, they are crate trained or confined to a room with the TV on. Okay. Make your own decision on that one, it basically says. But uh, it's not going to hurt them. But who knows if they really care that it's there. Uh, maybe just for some light stimulation as it would be feeling like there's not just like silence the entire day. I get that. So... There it is. Dogs can totally see TV. And I think it has to do with the refresh rate of maybe what they can see slash like what they might be interested in in a way. So let me know if your dog watches TV. I'm curious, like, as far as like the amount of people whose dogs watches TV that I know, I might throw a poll out on this day and just see, does your dog watch TV? What's their favorite show? What do they hate? Um, okay. So I don't know why I thought of this question too in relation to dogs and being able to watch TV, but um, I wanted to get into the topic of our dog sentient, which I think is a really straightforward one that we'll just like throw it out there. But here we go. Sentient definition, able to perceive or feel things. Dogs are sentient based on that. There we go. I think sentience, um, 
opens up another thing, especially when we talk about like AI or something like that, the ability to like be aware of oneself is what I would put it in my own words. Um, but if I also just like Google our dog sentience, I get sentientmedia.org stating creatures that are considered sentient typically include humans and non-human animals, including crayfish, grouper fish, sea otters, dogs, cats, elephants, whales, dolphins, and more, which that was from September 8th of 2021, which I'm only reading that because it's clearly right there. So sentience, man. Yeah. Dogs are sentient. And I think it just is the ability to, to exist and perceive things. I don't think that this is going to go into the much debated and possibly controversial topic uh, portrayed in that good old movie that we all know that I'm looking up one fact before I say the name. Um, and I have to stop talking before I do this because I will, can't type that good old movie from 1989, All Dogs Go to Heaven. Who knows? Who knows the, the situation for the afterlife of pets? I know about the secret life of pets. And that movie is not my favorite. So there it is. Dogs. Two things about them. Tell me about your dog. I want to hear about it. Okay. This might be something I talk about briefly. And then I go into another one. I said this the other day and it surprised someone a little bit um, with how big it sounded in me saying it and I was like oh that could be a thing so I'm gonna say this this is all original I didn't find this anywhere I just thought of it and I broke it down and it's so stupid but here it is the amount of things happening right now at this moment are near infinite and it really makes me think I don't know if I talked about this last season and if I did someone let me know the episode because I don't remember anything before yesterday um, I also have this ideal similar to that thought in a very yes or no black and white type of way to look at life that you either are waiting in line at Cane's to get chicken or you're not. And I think it's crazy because every single, every single facet of life can fall into one of those two categories. Either you're waiting in line at Cane's for some chicken or you're not. And I think that's crazy because it really does apply to absolutely everything. Either it is or it isn't. And, you know, maybe there's like a life lesson that I'm still learning in there to like really apply it and, you know, unlock my sentience or um, something more along the lines of that. But like, it really, those type of things make me think a lot. And if you have any other adages like that, let me know. But definitely like the, it either is or it isn't. You're either at Canes or you're not. Because really, you you either are or you aren't. Because if you're in Canes, then you're in Canes. If you're at the store, you're not in Canes. If you're at home, you're not in Canes. I, I just, I don't know. It's something beautiful about it. But also the amount of things happening right now at this moment are near infinite is a really interesting thought because there's so many things happening right now. And it really makes me think about, I mean, for one, let's just say like the listeners of this podcast. I don't know. Like I'm recording this before you're seeing it because that's how recordings work. I'm sure we're all familiar with that. If we're not, we'll do an episode in the future. But like I'm recording this at one point. Who knows what everyone's doing, what they're going to listen to this. But of course, even when it comes out, if you don't listen to it on the day that it comes out, what would 
what would be happening in that exact moment. Um, that reminds me that I need to really watch this movie somewhere. Sometimes everything or something like that. What is it? Um, everywhere, everything all everywhere, all at once. Um, that I think it, I've heard is a great movie and, um, that actress, I heard she did amazing, and I'm terrible with names. It's no disrespect towards her. What's her name? Let me see. Um, Michelle Yeoh. Oh, Jamie Lee Curtis, isn't it? Dang. Okay. Yeah, Michelle Yeoh is a legend, and I love seeing her and stuff. And so, I'm really intrigued to watch that movie eventually. If you've seen it, let me know. I heard it did really great, and she also got like a bunch of, um nomination i actually i have no clue how that works i really have no clue how academies and awards work but did she get nominations or wins i don't know one of the two i don't even know when those shows happen or if they've already happened but it's crazy it's like the same thing things just happening all at once and i think there's something beautiful about that but moving on to something man i'm so tempted to save this Nah, I think we got to talk about this today. We have to talk about this for however long we're going to talk about this. Nope, I'm not. I'm saving this for when I have a guest and it's going to be wonderful. I'm going to talk about something that I've been wanting to talk about for a while and I haven't because I've been dwelling on it. Flushing autonomy. For those of you who don't know, define autonomy. Autonomy is the right or condition of self-governing. So like if we're talking about flushing, this of course puts us in the realm of the toilet. It also puts us in the realm of the toilet flushing on its own, being able to decide that it's going to gonna do its thing, right? So I'm not a fan of self-flushing toilets. And I think it's worth noting like, you know, I don't know when they happened, but like, no, here's the deal. When did the first auto flush toilet launch? Launch is not the right word, but it was 1988. The automatic flushing toilet was patented in 1988 as a way to eliminate the need to manually flush. <laughs> Besides highlighting the laziness and lack of courtesy in a social, in a, in a society unable to spare three seconds to pull a handle, automatic flushing automatic toilets traumatize children hurt the environment and make life anything but easier wow march 28th of 2022 the postathens.com that's a i'm gonna i'm gonna shelve that for another day but i'm not gonna read that here because that just sounds like a uh, automatic flushing toilet slam um so they've been around for a while i didn't actually realize that i guess because they've been around longer than i have so it's kind of relevant in my life and experience, what has happened before is just always there. It's funny that like some toilets will still be flushing, like even now, some odd tons of years later, but some like are only automatic. So I don't know, but, uh, I think it raises a good point that there's a lot of different people out there because like, I'll, I'm going to flush it. I don't care. I'm not going to be weird and like not flush the toilet. I think there's a lot to say about like the amount of water that gets used and any other parts to the environment that this is kind of mentioning even why they say like even automatic flush flush ones are bad. But it brings me to think about the other toilets that how do, let me see, the, the, the non-flushing ones. 
When did non-flushing toilets launch? Launch, uh, yeah, I don't know. These are all flush toilet things. A flush toilet is a toilet that disposes of human waste by using water. Cool. Who invented the first non-flushing toilet? That is way long ago. Those aren't the ones that I'm talking about. Cool. So, never mind. Because the non-flush one, isn't that whole thing's like deal that it's better for the environment because it's not like using a bunch of water, which I think, okay, these would be non-flush urinals. I realize that not everyone uses a urinal um, easily, I might add. Um, and so, or at least regularly. So the non-flushing urinals, like, I don't know, I've never seen like a really, really dirty one, but I've seen like dirty water urinals with like water spots and stuff getting clogged up. But like the non-flushing ones, I feel like the use of or the, the benefit of like saving water is good. I don't know how much cleaner they are. Like we were talking about, I am not a water dude, but I do know that I need water. I'm not a fan, a fan of toilets being able to flush. I, I will flush them. I feel like there's those moments that we're all thinking of as soon as I say automatic flushing toilet that I'm just going to address because we're all thinking it. It is one of the worst things to be sitting there and then it flushes on you and it splashes you and like it could be a little bit uncomfortable or it could be a lot and that's a big bummer like when it's like dang it now I just gotta like dry up everything clean up my whole self and you know I don't know like that's not that's not my thing so flushing autonomy there it is in a nutshell and I'm actually I'm realizing right now I'm just I'm just gunning for my season one topics right now. I'm just flying through them and saying, you know what? Let's clean it up. Clean up this list. So. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I'm clearing off the list. I'm looking through it. Folks, this is going to be a short episode. I might talk about one more thing. And it's going to be sushi and a picnic. I don't know if, I don't think I talked about it before, um, but it's a season one topic. Someone submitted and I'm just going to mention it. You know, sushi and a picnic is pretty cool. I actually only did that once. So I actually have personal experience as one would say um, in this topic and sushi and a picnic. I was in Seattle with our friends, Emily and Josh Casby, tons of fun. Me and my wife went up there to visit them for our anniversary actually um, and that was a lot of fun. And we got like, I think this place, I don't remember the name, not at all. Couldn't, couldn't tell you, but it was this place that served burgers and sushi. So cool. So I got sushi and it was delicious. And we went out to the water, which I couldn't tell you anything about the geography of Seattle. I honestly don't understand how there's water, but more land and more water. It's crazy. But, uh, we had some sushi and we sat on this like nice hill with grass and we just overlooked the Seattle gloominess and the nice, the nice, honestly nice weather. Cause it wasn't like super cold. Um, and it wasn't raining. So, you know, sushi and a picnic folks, you should try it. I would recommend it. 
I kind of want to picnic more. I kind of want to go eat different places. I, my wife go out to eat uh, regularly, not like an insane amount, I guess. It probably average for most people. But like, I kind of want to get stuff to go more often and just like go eat it in the car or like go find a place to eat it. And I feel like that stems because like we used to do that a lot when I had my minivan. For those of you who don't know, I had a minivan. It was a 92 Dodge Grand Caravan. It was like faded gold and I there was like a trim on the bottom, like a like a like a big trim. It was like a foot, foot and a half wide on the bottom and I spray painted it black and then I spray painted the rims black and it was the coolest old minivan ever. Great surf fan. Um, it died years ago and it's still set but we would go more places because like we could pop that thing open it was super comfortable to sit in the back so much room you know throw pillows in there even and just relax and like eat somewhere we don't do that because my car now doesn't really have that and she has a sedan so we're not going to sit in the trunk that's crazy or is it but yeah so i want to go places more if there's any places in southern orange county that you're like this is a really cool place to grab some food and then go there to eat it actually let me know. I want to know if you guys do that or if you guys are eating in restaurants and you're cool with it. Um, had a really bad experience actually getting sushi this past week. Oops. Just hit my table really hard. Um, and they totally forgot about us and we sat there for like 30, 40 minutes before they like looked over at us and we're like, Oh, these people have been sitting there for a long time without food on their table. And we've already served the people after them. And then they like got all frantic and like got the food and you know, we didn't get anything free cause I didn't make a stink about it, but that's just cause I'm like a pretty patient person. And I was like, we're not starving. We're not dead. Let's just let it roll. I'm curious as an ending thought, I've never worked in like the restaurant business. Um, I have been in food service essentially, but like I've never been in a restaurant. So let me know, like, is there, what's the best way for someone to approach me? Like, Hey, did you guys like forget about us? Or did, Hey, did you guys like, we were just checking on our food. Like what's the best way that I could have approached our waitress, um, in that moment to find out like, Hey, we're hungry and we want food. And, uh, you know, we still tipped wasn't like the highest tip that I've ever gotten given. Um, usually I'll do like way too much. My wife's like, stop tipping so much. And I'm like, but you know, why not? So there it is guys. Let me know. Cause I actually really need to know that for next time, just in case that usually never happens to me or my wife. Like that usually happens to my parents where they like get forgotten. But, uh, let me know the best way I can do that. I appreciate it guys. I'll catch you guys next week. I think I will have another episode before I have a guest, but I might also have a guest next week, depending on the dates. I am not looking far enough ahead in the future, but it's been a pleasure. I hope you guys have a good rest of your week and you enjoyed this. Share your thoughts, please. If it's an official form and blah, 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 email it. If it's, you know, the quick thoughts, DM, Instagram. There it is, baby. I'll catch you guys. Thanks again for listening to Dish Knows Nothing. Follow me on Instagram at Dishyman or email me at Dishyman at gmail.com. Hit me up with topics and questions that I can address on the show. Remember to rate and subscribe. It's truly appreciated. Take care and stay grinding.